there's a saying in the NFL as it pertains to movement and rumors and reliability. Trust in Dan Snyder. Trust that Dan Snyder will do something wild just like a fan. Jets fans still don't know what to expect. Quinnen Williams, Josh Allen. Could Nick Bosa possibly get past the 49ers? Doubtful. Kyler Murray, number one. Bosa. And then it's Quinnen Williams. The Bama defensive interior stud is the overwhelming favorite among so-called experts right now. He's the most talented, arguably the most talented in the pool a la 2015 Leonard Williams, USC, it's the same story. Nothing really changes, yet we're four years later, four years into McCagnan's regime. Ed Oliver is also a name bandied about. A lot of it, reportedly, is a smokescreen to try to get the Raiders to pounce and move up. But Quinnen Williams is the overwhelming majority right now but what will happen what will happen in tomorrow's first round in prime time will there be movement will it go chalk how will the quarterbacks go off the board well we're gonna run through all 32 picks of my final mock truth be told i hate mock drafts it's ridiculous no one knows what's gonna happen What's the point of these prognostications? It's a tool used for hype. Grabs everyone by the balls. Dangles them. And says, here's what your team's going to do. Here's the hope for your franchise's future. It's completely ridiculous. But it's an industry requirement. You got to do it. You got to go for it. You have to follow through with what the world wants. The fans want it. The world wants it. We'll touch on the Giants as well. They had those two picks in the first round. Quarterback, will they go quarterback? I'm hesitant to think they will. Knowing Gettleman, knowing Eli's there and what they think about Eli. And, you know, Eli, listen, has declined a little bit? Of course. No 38-year-old quarterback, whatever age he is, I think he's 38, doesn't decline. But he could still make every throw on the field. If you don't realize this, you just don't understand the game. The man can make every throw. Without a legitimate offensive line, there is no legitimate offense. The playbook gets cut in half, more than 50%. You can't make deep outs. It's not that he can't throw them, it's that the Giants offense can't run them. He doesn't have enough time. The offensive coordinator doesn't have enough 
faith that the O-line will get that done. So Barkley becomes the offense. Everything short, everything quick, everything to the best player. This is not Eli declining and regressing. This is the offense not having a chance. And Shermer calling plays and calling the game plan and the strategy to what the offense is allowing him to do. So whether they go quarterback is interesting. At number six, I don't think I don't think there's any chance they will. Of course it's possible. But I don't think they will. 17 is the real question. So we started off with number one, Kyler Murray. The rookie quarter the rookie coach wants Murray. How are they gonna back off that now? Recent reports suggest that they may back off it and go Bosa. I, I don't buy it. How could they back off it now? It just seems like an impossibility. You know, Rosen's been dragged through the mud for the last two plus months. How are they going to back off it now and go to Rosen and say, hey, this is your team. It's always been your team. Garbage. If that was the case, he would not have been dragged through the mud for the last two months. So the Heisman winning baseball player, the Sooner, goes number one. Number two, Bosa. It's either Bosa or Quinn and Williams for the Niners. It'll be Bosa. You know, Lynch, Shanahan, they need an edge presence. Bosa is the most talented edge in the draft, there's no question. The only issues surrounding the kid are motor, injuries, etc. The same thing that plagues his brother, Joey, in the same state of California. Number three. If the Jets hold on to the pick, I do believe it'll be Quinn and Williams. Much to the dismay of myself and other Jets fans. Listen, I think there comes a point in time, even if Quinn and Williams is better than the other choice, I think there comes a point in time where you have to take the other choice based on incomplete nature of the depth chart. And the Jets' incomplete nature is vacant at edge, not one edge, both edges, and offensive line. Center, guard, and tackle. Center, most importantly, obviously. Listen, depth charts are going to be incomplete. But when I say incomplete nature, I mean beyond incomplete. Beyond anything fathomable in which a unit, a football unit, could run the correct way. And I think that's that's where they are on both sides with the offensive line and with the edge. I do think Quinn Williams is better than Josh Allen. Again, though, that's just talent. That's just coming in. A lot of this productivity and production and NFL stature is not up to talent alone. It's up to how the organization develops him. It's up to the situation. So I don't think picking purely based on talent means everything. Because if they pick purely based on talent, with Quinn and Williams, and it doesn't fit with Leonard Williams and Henry Anderson, and they're not getting the proper support from the outside, from the edge. I mean, what's the point? You can make the argument Leonard Williams had the same issues with Sheldon and Muhammad. You know, watching Sheldon and Muhammad try to play the edge in Orchard Park Week 17, a 300-pound man is not supposed to be out there in the NFL. It doesn't work. you got to play in space on the edge, especially in this league. In the 80s, you could have gotten away with it. 90s, you could you could do it on one side. Today, it doesn't work. So, 
drafting a Quinn and Williams or an Ed Oliver, which I don't think Oliver has any shot, that fit, they're already off to a rocky start because that fit is rough. It doesn't allow the man to flourish to the height he can in a better fit. So I think it's to the point where you have to say, we've got to complete at least one of these edges. And I would take Josh Allen, even though I know his talent isn't up to snuff with Quinnen. But in this mock, trust Dan Snyder. Recent reports are letting us know, reportedly, that Dan Snyder is in love with Dwayne Haskins, Ohio State gunslinger who's slower than Eli Manning, who my grandma Flo could be in a foot race. Trust Dan Snyder, the fan, to do something wild. It's no secret McCagnon has put his chips on the table and said this number three pick is for sale, which is the right move, by the way. Collecting extra assets is the only way to go for this depth chart. Center, guard, tackle, both edges, corner, a number one wide receiver, a number two tight end even. They have massive holes to fill. And trading down, picking up a second, picking up a third, you know, acquiring extra assets, that's the way to go. Trust Dan Snyder. I have the Jets and the Skins making a trade. Gun to my head, do I think it happens? No. You always have to say no with a gun to your head when it comes to a draft day trade on the eve of the draft. You'd have to be completely insane to think otherwise. But we're going to roll with the trade in this mock. The trade would look like this. Number three, which is 2,200 points for number 15 in the first round. 1,050 points. Redskins still have nearly 1,200 points to make up. Jets would receive number 46 overall, second round, 440 points. 76 overall, third round, 210 points. Number uh, number 96 overall, third round, 116 points. That's about 675 points, somewhere around there. They're still down, 400-500 points. Jets would also receive a first or second round pick in 2020. Most likely a second round, but trust in Dan Snyder. Do you remember Robert Griffin III? He's due. He's due for one of these. So, a first, no second, and two thirds turns into a first, a second, four third rounders, a fourth rounder, a fifth rounder, and a seventh rounder. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine picks. A first, a second, and four third rounds. That's what we're looking at. With a trade with the Redskins. Plus something, a little something next year, depending on what they could grab. Now, Jets will be at 15. At number three, Redskins, Dwayne Haskins. I'm not in love with Haskins. I don't think he's great. Dan Snyder is not me. Dwayne Haskins at number three. Murray, Bosa, Haskins. Number four, Quinnen Williams. Raiders accept that gracious gift that Dan Snyder gives to the Jets and Oakland. Quinnen Williams, just he makes sense as a Raider. Ed Oliver makes more sense based on his personality. 
And if no trade happens, Quinnen goes three, Ed Oliver goes four. All is right in the world for the Raiders. Number five, Devin White. First linebacker. By all accounts, Tampa loves the kid. It seems like a rock-solid mock selection. Number six, the New York Giants say thank you very much. We'll take the local kid. Give ourselves an edge presence immediately, a speedy edge presence in Josh Allen from Kentucky. And they go on their merry way. If Josh Allen is there at six, there's no quarterback discussion. It's Josh Allen. Number seven, TJ Hawkinson, the tight end everybody's raving about to the Jaguars. Jags need a little something on the inside, and Hawkinson can be that guy. He's a vertical threat tight end. He just he seems like the, the perfect package as an NFL tight end. There's a couple of tight ends in this first round, actually. Number eight, Montez Sweat. Detroit Lions. The Ziggy Ansa situation, we know about that. The Lions with Patricia going defense, going edge here, where the edges seem so plentiful, late first round, makes sense. Number nine, Jawan Taylor. I would love for the Jets to get Jawan Taylor. It just doesn't seem like it's in the cards. I uh, Doubt they get him at three. They The balls to make that pick at three. Even though it would be tremendous for Sam Darnold. Moving forward, I just don't see it with the value, with the big board. Juwan Taylor to the Buffalo Bills at number nine. Number ten is a shocker. It's a surprise. Drew Locke. Drew Locke, the quarterback that's falling out of the first round in some mocks. I think John Elway is smitten with Drew Locke. It came out early. It's died off since. Daniel Jones or Drew Locke. Flacco's there now. Elway could go no quarterback like he did uh, last year. But I think he learns his lesson from last year in taking the edge over the quarterback and rolling with Case Keenum to a disastrous season. So I think he says no this time. I think he says, I'm going to go get my guy. Drew Locke is a cocky SOB. And I think that will draw Elway in. I think he loves that. I think I loves the big arms, cocky dude. So I'm rolling with Drew Locke to the Broncos at number 10. Ed Oliver to the Bengals at number 11. If there was a second team that was perfect for Ed Oliver after the Raiders, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. He drops. I could even see Oliver dropping a little further, but probably not. His talent is too great. He's a smaller defensive tackle. He's going to be a J.J. Watt type who could play the edge at times. Uh, some have him listed at 280. Um, so, Ed Oliver, 11, Bengals. Noah Font to the Packers at 12. The other tight end. Aaron Rodgers needs a weapon. He needs a lot. He needs an offensive line, too. But... I think the Packers go with the other tight end at 12 with Hawkinson already gone. Number 13, Cody Ford to the Miami Dolphins. Offensive line. The Dolphins need it. They will grab it. Number 14, Christian Wilkins. Clemson. Atlanta Falcons. 
Wilkins might be the most underrated player in the first round. Kid is special. You saw it. You saw it in the national championship game against Bama. Number 15, your New York Jets. Thanks to Dan Snyder, Brian Burns. Brian Burns is going anywhere from 10 to 30. This guy's all over the place. Florida State, edge. Extremely quick. Give the Jets the edge. Give them Brian Burns. His speed is insane, folks. Now, is he as complete as the other guys in the drafts? No shot. He has a lot to do. A lot to work on moving forward. Six foot five, two forty nine. Four point five three forty yard dash. Do you understand how quick that is for an edge player? Okay. Thirty six inch vertical jump. Hundred twenty nine inch broad jump. Seven point oh one in a three cone drill. Is he a project? I wouldn't say he's a project. He could impact the game immediately. How good will he be against the run? I have I don't know. There could be many issues there. Many. He's not huge. He's more favorable in a 4-3. As a straight edge, wide 9 look. As opposed to the 3-4. But don't get hung up on the 3-4-4-3. Greg Williams will play both. It's the most dramatized situation of the Jets offseason thus far. The 3-4-4-3. They need an edge. They need a pass rusher. That's all that matters right now. Brian Burns at 15. Number 16, Rashawn Gary to the Panthers. The Jets could go with Gary at 15. Gary is going off the board ahead of Burns and a lot of mocks. But Burns keeps on sticking in my head for the Jets for some reason. Number 17, Giants. Is it Daniel Jones? No. Jonah Williams. They need a right tackle. Jonah Williams is perfect to plug in that right tackle. A lot of people have him moving to the interior, guard, center. I don't see it. He's not strong. He's more of a finesse, pass-blocking type dude. I mean, within the zone rushing scheme, I guess he could move to the inside eventually, but I see him as a tackle. I see him as a a finesse, pass-blocking tackle in the NFL. So the Giants walk away with Josh Allen, Jonah Williams. Going with two defensive players early in that first round. I could see it. Could I see Daniel Jones at number 17? Sure. But Gettleman's old school roots. His old school roots. He knows working on the trenches is the most important thing. And with an incomplete rebuilding team, I see that methodology working here. Josh Allen, Jonah Williams. Number 18, Garrett Bradbury. Best center in the draft to the Minnesota Vikings at number 18. It's a no-brainer. Kirk Cousins needs that center. Number 19, Chris Lindstrom. Boston College guard. Early second rounder right now. Maybe late first. I have the Titans reaching for him a little bit here. Which will scramble the entire first round and everyone... In seeing that three offensive linemen in a row just went off the board. Number 20, Devin Bush falls because of what's happened prior. 
the other linebacker, after Devin White, Devin Bush falls to the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 20. Number 21, the first corner goes, Greedy Williams, to the Seattle Seahawks. Makes sense. They need secondary help bad. Number 22, DK Metcalf, the beast. Remember Eric Metcalf for the Cleveland Browns? Kick returner, punt returner. Used to destroy the Steelers. Used to drive Pittsburgh nuts. DK Metcalf to the Baltimore Ravens at number 22. Working with Lamar. Makes sense. Number 23, Andre Dillard, another offensive lineman. Tackle to the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans need offensive line help in the worst way. They're like the Jets. Nothing else matters until that's complete. Number 24, Clellan Farrell, another Clemson dude. Edge to the Raiders. Nice pick by Mayock and Gruden there. Number 25, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Safety to the Philadelphia Eagles. 26, Byron Murphy. To the Indianapolis Colts. And folks, the Colts need secondary help bad as well. Their offensive line is pretty settled. Their front seven, a lot better than the secondary right now. Byron Murphy is a corner who can come in right away and really help out. From Washington, 5'11". I mean, it's the perfect cornerback height, 5'11". When you get to 6'2", 6'3", it's nice as long as the guy doesn't lose any speed and agility, but it's really tough. Uh, Rarely happens. Number 27. Marquise Brown, when you're looking at receiver talent, there's two types of receivers. The possession, the taller possession guys, prototypical taller possession guys like Calvin Johnson. And then there are their shifty uh, do-it-all guys like Marquise Brown. Now, the Raiders already have Antonio Brown. He's not a huge possession guy. So that fit is a little not great. You'd rather have a bigger guy next to Antonio Brown. But I think Marquise Brown's too talented to pass up here. They'll look to go to Marquise, Antonio, and still have that void uh, at the possession receiver. He he also feels like a Gruden pick to me. Number 28, Dexter Lawrence. The first and only prototypical nose tackle type. I think he's over 330, 330 pounds. And the Chargers are a pure 3-4 team. They need a nose tackle. Brandon Meebane is their current nose tackle. They need a guy to come in, work behind Meebane, take the starting role, and clog up the middle. Number 29, Joshua Jacobs, the first running back. The Seahawks were world beaters rushing the ball last year, yet they still need a running back. Joshua Jacobs goes to Seattle at number 29. Number 30, Packers, Dalton Risner, another offensive lineman. They go with Noah Font at 12. Joshua J. Uh, Dalton Risner at number 30. 31. Jeffrey Simmons, interior defensive tackle for the Rams. He fits in the 4 3 nicely next to Aaron Donald. The Rams have very few holes, but then Damagon Sugan, they'll need someone to slide in next to Aaron Donald. Finally, number 32, Caleb McGarry, tackle to the New England Patriots. They need a tackle. 
losing their left tackle this offseason. Dante Scarnecchia, what, what do the Patriots need? Nothing is glaring. They need, they could use a tight end. I bet they'd love to get Font or Hawkinson. But it's well out of their reach. They won't trade up either. So, I mean, they could trade up, but they haven't been known to do such things. McGarry, he's projected in the early second right now. Uh, leave it up to Skarnakia and Belichick to draft a tackle and turn him into an all-pro. And that's it. That's the first round. 32, trust Daniel Snyder. That's the theme, folks. It's all about the trade. Reports have surfaced. Connor Hughes, athletic. It came out yesterday that preliminary discussions have been had with the Skins. How much does Snyder want Haskins? This is the key. Who are the people around him? Are they telling him to relax? Are they telling him to go for it? Is he ignoring the caution? Um, you know, Robert Griffin III, it's seven years now. He's due. He's due to make one of these moves. And even though it's not a great quarterback class, he's at number 15. He's not a he's not at number nine uh number 10 like the Broncos. He's not at number six like the Giants. He's at number 15. Which means beggars can't be choosers. He he doesn't have a slew of teams who he could trade with. The Jets, maybe one other team, are trying to trade down. He's got to take what the class, what the what the draft gives him. And right now, the Jets are the most willing team to trade down. So I bet he'd prefer to trade into the 10 spot and take Haskins or trade into the 6 spot and, t- and take Haskins, but he can't do it. If he wants him that bad, he'll either have to pray that he falls to 15, which he very well could, or pull the trigger give up his second, give up his third, give up the whole package to get to that number three spot. For the Jets, I still hope it's Josh Allen. Oh, well, I hope it's a trade. If it's not a trade, I hope it's Josh Allen, but I think it's going to be Quinnen Williams. And then if it's Quinnen, if it's the big Q from Bama, who, as a player, there's nothing to knock. Good kid. Ridiculous strength on the inside. Three technique, just like Leo and Henry, around 287 to 300 pounds, somewhere in that range. Nothing to knock as a player. But Greg Williams will have an issue on his hands again. Not again, the Jets again. Greg Williams will have an issue on his hands. But we'll see. We're around 26, 27 hours away from the first round of the NFL draft. For now... Pay attention to all the rumors, all the happenings. Don't go crazy with these mock drafts. They'll drive you nuts. No one knows what's going to happen. This mock draft I just gave you, throw it out the window. It means nothing. But trust in that dude in our nation's capital. If someone's, if one person is going to give the Jets what they want and what they need to fill out this depth chart, trust in Dan Snyder. Thank you.